Hello, everyone, and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast, your regular audio update of all things B2B. If you'd like to listen to any of our previous podcasts or you want to hear what's up next, please head to www.b2bmarketing.net slash podcasts. I'm joined today by Matt Harper, who's CEO at B2B Marketing Agency, The Marketing Practice, who have just announced a major investment. So, Matt, can you please just tell us a little bit more about how this investment came about and what sort of figures we're actually talking? The million dollar question as such. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks for having <laughs> me, David. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Um, so I guess it, it came about through a certain amount of serendipity. Um, we've been around for 19, 20 years and always been privately owned, a lot of organic growth internationally, as well as domestically here in the UK. And I suppose the feeling we started to have, like many agencies like us, was a certain amount of restlessness, I guess, about the the mm-hmm. size and nature of the opportunity in the market. Um, particularly as over the last few years, it's felt like the B2B marketing landscape has matured very quickly, uh, particularly through the growth of, of MarTech. So... So in short, we started to get restless and feel like maybe there's a maybe there's a different path. Maybe there's an opportunity to secure funding, you know, go down a different path that would allow us to grow inorganically and, and basically to build more capability, better capability, faster than we would be able to do on our own. And I think in that circumstance, you kind of have two choices as an agency. You either join a larger group and at the time and, and throughout our history we, we were getting a lot of interest from some of the big network agencies um, but we sort of felt that that wasn't that wasn't right for us it wasn't the right sort of cultural direction we wanted to be a bit more in charge of our own destiny so we started looking at uh, private equity funding to, to fuel that kind of um, alternative pathway and it happened to be that horizon capital who are our investors, they just finished mapping the market for B2B marketing, um, particularly what they were looking for was um, obviously the ties to the tech market, which is which is a huge value driver for them. They look at uh, fragmented markets and they realized how much fragmentation exists in, in the B2B marketing world. And they were really looking for what they call a platform business, which is a, a business that has a really strong foundation that they can build on in terms of um in terms of reducing that fragmentation building capability and so at that point we just happened to have a mutual connection and uh, our visions kind of began to to align really um in, ter- in terms of the the value and the 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 funding i can't share the specific uh what the specific numbers will be and that's partly because it's not necessarily fixed um so you know already in the last few months we've been having so many conversations and getting so much interest from from potential partners to go on the journey with us um we don't want to be limited by the volume of that funding so it's partly because as i say um what it looks like in three years time might be different to what it looks like today okay sure so you can't um as you've said you know you can't go to the exact figures and that's that's absolutely fine but how do you actually intend to use the investment? Like, do you have any specific areas you want to invest in? Is there a, a certain road you want to go down? You know, how are you how are you going to use it? Yeah, I'll try and give less of a politician's answer to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I suppose at the heart of it, it it's um, 
we're really focused on it being about client value. You know, our our founding principles twenty years ago were about marketing that sells. That's the that's the phrase we we talk about a lot. I we we believe B two B marketing should be about delivering genuine genuine demonstrable growth for our clients uh, through sales. And we've stuck close to that principle in the last kind of 20 years. Um, you know, our heritage has been a lot of account-based marketing, highly targeted demand gen. That's that's what we've done for, for 20 years. But the idea of the investment is to apply those same principles to greater effect um, for all intents and purposes. So an example of that would be we want to invest in our ability to deliver more at scale demand generation than an ABM. Uh, we need to develop our digital media MarTech offering, which we have bits and pieces of, but in consultation with our clients, we know we can improve and really add to that more strategic sales driven um, side of the business that we already have. And we're going to be doing that not just in the UK, but also in the US, across Europe and, and um, in APAC as well. What our what our clients want from us is to be is to be contributing sales growth to their businesses, and not just as I say here in the UK, but on an international scale. So that's that's effectively our north star, and we'll be building the capability to deliver that to greater effect. Okay, sure. So, I mean, obviously, we're here to discuss uh, the investment in the marketing practice, but it's not the only investment we're seeing in B two B recently. Why do you think B2B is attracting so much investment at present, you know, particularly um, you know, given the last 12 months that we've, we've seen, not just in B2B, but um, you know, in all walks of life? Yeah, it's a good question because although I'd like to pretend that the, the news about TMP is really interesting, and I think it certainly is to us and our clients, but, but probably not so much the market as a whole, I think what is interesting about it for, for really the whole industry is, is what it's maybe a, a broader sign of. Um, as you say, that the, the investment that B2B is attracting. I think it, it's partly linked to how close the ties are between B2B marketing and, and B2B tech. Um, you know, tech funding within marketing in, in, in the B2B space is is a huge um, is a huge contributor. And B2B tech is growing fast, um, partly accelerated by the by the pandemic. We think about the last year, for example, uh, amongst our client base. Okay, there's been a few clients who have had difficult years because of um, the solutions and products that they bring to market. But for, for the majority, it's been a brilliant year because they all play in that digital transformation space. So I think that's creating a bit of a knock-on effect within B2B marketing because of that extra growth and funding in the B2B tech world. And I think what what's happened with that is as those tech businesses have grown and looked to harness that that opportunity they've looked to mature their marketing and and with that has come a whole plethora of service providers not just agencies but consultants tech providers uh, you know the likes of demand-based terminus etc and what what i think they've all seen is the low relatively low bar in the market but the relatively high potential and the result of that is there's loads of um there's loads of businesses popping up and providers popping up uh, because of that that growth market, but also it's one that's highly fragmented as a result. There's not many businesses, agencies, partners that are uh, solving for those bigger bigger problems, bigger challenges, 
And it's that fragmentation that I think is what attracts investors in particular. Uh, they want markets that are fragmented, that represent opportunities for consolidation. That's why a lot of the big network agencies are, are taking a much closer look at B2B over the last few years, I think, um, as well as the state of, of the maturity of the market. Um, you know, I think although the industry has matured a lot in, in recent years with the the technology um, rise in the market, the, the greater supply and quality of supply of services, it's still got quite a long way to go. And I think a lot of investors see that as a big opportunity to invest now and realize value over the course of that that maturing process for the next few years. Mm. I mean, something we, um, well, something you touched on earlier was you were saying that, um, you know, you're investing a lot in ABM and demand gen, but what, what do you think the future of these two things look like? Because there's quite a lot of talk about um, the the dividing line between these two things just getting increasingly blurred until they're just one indistinguishable thing. Um, is that something you expect, or, or do you do you say do you see something else? It's everyone's favourite topic, isn't it? Is is uh, is uh, where do the two meet? I, I mean, I think what's been really interesting the last few weeks is talking to a lot of other business owners, um, chief execs, MDs, and getting their viewpoints on that same topic. And what's what's been obvious is there's a bit of a divide in the market, I think, between what you might call ABM purists, and I would say TMP is probably one of those, who see ABM as being all about um, sales and growth consultancy, really strategic one-to-one engagement, rich content, and then kind of ABM newbies and you can't see this, but I'm putting that in, ad- in adverted commas, um, which is which is really seeing it as personalized media, um, other types of digital engagement, um, more of a kind of a tactic or channel play rather than a strategic play. And I think the two are coming closer together, um, which I think is good. I think it's a good thing from a, um, a client perspective. But to be honest, I think it it it's all a bit of a red herring really i think what it what it really comes down to is the end customer and the the varying degrees of investment that you want to put into engaging them and um as much as i am an abm purist i think if the tactics that we use to deliver that can be smarter than they were five years ago with the personalized media the the data analytics capability that that is much more table stakes now than it was a few years ago i think that's only a bonus um so i'm not sure about ABM and demand gen coming closer, but I think there's two interpretations of ABM, and I think those interpretations are coming closer together um, at the moment. Sure. Um, okay, so this is uh, it's all marketers listening, so excuse the, <laughs> the shameless plug. Um, but in our recent US agencies benchmarking report, which is out now for anyone who uh, wants to check that out, um, the marketing practice actually finished seventh in our top fastest growing agencies list seventh in our top 10 rising stars list and sixth in our top 10 international agencies list. So obviously quite quite a year all round um, to break into all of those lists. Um, we can only assume that this investment is going to keep pushing uh, your agency up the ranks. But what's your long-term vision for the agency? Yeah, thank you for the, thank you for the plug there as well. I mean, I, I, it has been an amazing year. I actually think it's been an amazing year for our industry. You know, all of the agencies I speak to are um, 
experiencing great growth and I, i'm sure that's not i'm sure that's not the case for everyone in the market um but i think it is a sign of of our industry going places and and a massive sign of all of the hard work that's gone in from um client uh, client side people agency owners leaders um over the last few years to get to that place uh, but in terms of what it means for us i think um you know fundamentally as much as i do want us to grow as a business and that is our objective it's got to be it's got to be meaningful um and what that what that means for me is it's got to it's got to bring about more value to clients um stick close to those founding principles uh, not just about acquiring businesses taking on any brief um you know uh, pursuing pursuing work for the sake of that growth it's to make sure that we take on the work that we can do a brilliant job of. Um, we want to go even further in, in ensuring we deliver those kind of outstanding sales outcomes for clients. Really, this investment and the vision is about having more tools and capabilities in order to do that, particularly getting smarter, having richer data and insight, uh, being able to tackle bigger client challenges through, through international scale in particular really getting to a point where in kind of three to five years we think of ourselves more as a as a growth platform for our clients rather than a traditional agency and i think i think that vision is is fundamentally underpinned by the ability to deliver results proven results uh, and the confidence to do that um so that's yeah. what underpins everything okay so growth um was a, a word that came up a lot in your in your last answer um and Conveniently, it was actually the number one topic um, that agencies and client-side marketers um, told B2B marketing that they're going to be focusing on this year. Basically, what we where we discovered this is um, <clears throat> it's a survey we run every year called the Trend Tracker, um, and we present a list of topics to um, you know hundreds of, of marketers, both agency and client-side, and we ask them how highly focused they're going to be on each one. Um, and, you know, and unsurprisingly, certain things sort of drop to the bottom of that list, like influencer marketing for the last couple of years has, has slowly been kind of working its way down the list. But growth marketing was something we, something that came up a, a little bit last year, but it, there wasn't tons of um, clarity on what it was. Um, and so we, we've been doing quite a bit of work just trying to learn more about growth marketing and, and why marketers see it so important. Um, I mean, how do you see agencies helping clients make growth central to their work it's a really it's a really interesting one i'm really fascinated by the fact that came out as a as a trend because i I guess i would have thought Mm. that all marketing is is growth marketing to an extent maybe that's maybe i'm massively oversimplifying it but but i do think i do think from an agency perspective you know going back to that point i made about being seen more as a growth platform than than an agency I think it starts by understanding and analyzing what works when it comes to creating growth through marketing. Uh, I think that's that's why there is such a vital focus on data and insight um, in in everything we do. So for agencies, I think that is that is that is the number one is do you understand do you understand what you're doing for clients and how that is delivering growth if it is delivering growth and are you able to use that data in a way that can benefit other clients? Um, that that's that's where we want to that's where we want to head. Um, and I, I talk at, at, about TMP needing to bring the best of um, the best of an agency, which is that kind of creative and, and comms excellence, 
the best of a consultancy, which is the kind of credibility, reliability, integrity that you get from from working with a consultant, and then the best of a of a tech business, that kind of data driven, scalable bit. And I think it's those three things coming together that is what will help agencies like us deliver um, deliver that growth marketing. It's um, moving beyond what we think of as a as what an agency does in its services, and um, taking inspiration from other providers in our market, particularly the tech side, um, to to build the right capabilities for clients. Sure. So, still on the kind of theme of growth, um, the the report that I mentioned earlier, our, our agency's benchmarking report. Um, it actually demonstrated that, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it demonstrated that over the last 12 months, most agencies have actually continued to grow, which is, you know, despite all the doom and gloom, I mean, it's very easy to, to think that, you know, with the pandemic that absolutely everyone has, um, everyone's business has suffered. But um, from, from what we can see that it's not always the case. Um, obviously, sometimes it is, and that's, that's awful, but it, it seems like some of the doom and gloom is, is not warranted. Um, you know, are you expecting more more growth over over the next few months, or, or do you see a, a totally different scenario altogether? No, I think I think that's right. I think going back to the conversations that I've had with other agency owners, chief execs, etc., I, I think that is the that is the sentiment is that all of them are seeing so much growth that their biggest their biggest challenge is how they scale to deliver that for clients, rather than. What, rather than whether they can access it. And I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm a bit like you. I'm kind of conscious that that's probably not the case for everyone. Um, uh, but, but I think, I think it, it is likely to be, to be the, the picture of the next sort of 12 months. Um, I think it's also partly why they'll continue to be, be a bit of a degree of consolidation um, as agencies kind of see the opportunity to, to join forces, have a kind of combined platform, common set of values, principles, because of that challenge in scaling to grow, a lot of agencies like us will be looking at that opportunity to um, to join forces, and and that's my hope anyway, because that's what you know, that's obviously what we want to achieve. Um, but as I say, the signs are that we're um, we're not the only ones. I, th- I think there's a, another side to that, which is it isn't just about consolidation in the traditional sense of acquisition, merger and acquisitions. I think it's also looking at how we can tap into better partnerships um you know i don't think we do a huge amount of that in our in our market but i think there's an appetite for it from a client's perspective that agencies providers could be coming together more to deliver to deliver outcomes together for a client um you know one of the things i've been doing recently which is a bit of a kind of side story but i've been working with some other agencies on uh, a collaboration around diversity and inclusion, and that isn't necessarily directly to benefit clients, but it has been fascinating to see how much we have in common from a cultural standpoint, from a business standpoint, um, and, and actually how much we can achieve when when working together on something that's a bit more, you know, in that case, a bit more sort of cultural and um, and social. But I'm sure the same can can apply to client engagements that. You know, if we're looking at our business and saying, right, you know, our strengths are in account-based marketing, our strengths are in targeted demand generation, but we need to build more digital capability. There are probably businesses out there that that have that digital capability, but maybe not not the ABM capability. 
So how can we be partnering not just through that acquisition lens, but also through through more of a partnership lens? And I think if if we can do that, I think it will it will help accelerate um, the industry as a whole by by creating better outcomes for clients. So um, I hope that that underpins a, a bit more of the, the next few years in in our industry. Yeah, I, I think that's a um, a lovely note to to end the podcast on as well. So um, Matt, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, congratulations on the investment. I should say I don't think I've actually said <laughs> that so. yet. So spend it wisely. That's all I would say. <laughs> Um, thank you very much. And hopefully we can have another one of these, um, in, in the near future and we can catch up again, um, and, and see how everything's gone. Um, Matt, thank you very much. Um, it's goodbye from me. Um, and thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, David. Bye-bye.